Hey guys, what's going on? Thanks for checking out the Heroes Home Base Podcast, Episode 1. Hello, true believers, and welcome to Heroes Home Base Podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Rich. I'm Rob. This podcast is really about three friends who have been friends for about 20 years and our passion and love for all things comic books. And our story really began about eighth grade between Rob and I. We actually had a class project where we wanted to see who would win in a fight, Superman versus the Hulk. And it's a conversation that's still going on like 25 years later, but it's what brought us brought us together. And Rich and Rob are actually twins. And Rob and I were the ones who became friends first. And we, with that project, we just kind of started our collection from, or actually, I had been collecting for quite some time before that. I worked at a comic book store after school. I would do odd jobs at a comic book store at Comic Connection in Tamarack Circle in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, I any- wish that show was, I wish that place was still around. I know, that was really the best place. If anybody's listening from Columbus, I think we all know about Tamarack Circle. And because I would do odd jobs for them, I was too young for them to pay me in money. They would pay me in comic books. And that's How old were my you, Mark, when began. you first went in there and started working? I was probably like sixth grade, so like 11 or 12. Wow, okay. So like, <laughs> did you just walk in there one day and go, let me just check it out? Yeah, I'd walked in there, I checked it out, and then Mark, the owner, his name is Mark also, he's like, put some bags and boards together for me. I'm like, okay. So I did it. He's like, what the hell is a bag on a board? (laughs) Yeah, I did that. And he's like, grab yourself a couple of comics. I'm like, okay. And I'm telling you, that's exactly how the conversation went. And that's how it started. And every day, I went there every day after school and I worked in there. And they, I became friends with the family. And they just kind of took me in. And that's where I was for about maybe five or so years. How many comics do you think you got from doing those odd jobs, not getting paid? Probably about 200. Nice. So wait, didn't they change owners and then Mark changed and then you didn't even know about it? And then the new the new owner was like, who's this kid coming in here? Like, Yeah, I walked in there one day and then Mark was no longer the owner. It was Bill from British Paper Mill. He bought the comic store because it was at a time where, where the economy just didn't support things like comic book stores anymore. They just weren't as big as they are now. And comic book movies really, like the first one was really like Blade, you know, and then came X-Men in 2000. And But it, it was the comic book movies weren't such a big boom to have the comic book industry thriving like it is now. And so the economy was kind of in a ways. And so he couldn't afford it. So he sold it to Bill. And then that kind of, it just went downhill from there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it just went down. No, one long. But that's where my comic book collection began is working at a comic book store. And then I got the chance to have a class with Rob. And it's just so interesting how things work out, how we got that project. We were in the class at that specific time. You know what I mean? It's, the universe yep. works in strange ways. But it's been a 25-year friendship that our comics have been our base, our foundation of our such a strong connection. Agreed. How did your comic – how did you guys start with comics? Because I knew – Rob and I had our project, Superman vs. the Hulk, and we had to present it to the class. And then I became friends with you guys. But how did you I, – I, I think it started after that for you guys. How did, When did you guys start collecting? You want to take it away, Rob? <laughs> yeah, so before um, eighth grade, we kind of 
went back and forth. Like comics were a consistent part of our life, but it would kind of ebb and flow. Like we'd be really interested in it for a few months and then it would kind of phase out for several months. But really from an early age, I think kindergarten, uh, honestly, I think the first time I ever saw Batman and Superman was on a pair of underwear. I'm not kidding. Like, right? I was like who is this? <laughs> I was like, who's this guy in gray and blue? And he's got a utility belt. Didn't know it was called a utility belt then, but yeah. Truth be told, I think it was a pair of uh, whitey tidies was the first time I saw Batman. But so early on, I think like kindergarten, we we loved Batman 89. It was big then. Um, obviously, the Michael Keaton movie just came out. But um, I can think of pretty um, significant periods growing up where comic books were important. But we usually always got like value packs at like toy stores and drug stores. And we would kind of read them and then kind of not read them. But then, yeah, Mark, it it was really eighth grade as then when we first went to Laughing Ogre in Columbus. And then since the eighth grade, it was a pretty solid, this is something that we really like to do. And we kind of maintained it from there. Um, yeah, my, we used to kind of, go ahead. My big thing was we, we were caught up in the movies. We were caught up in Superman, Christopher Reeves, watching old VHSs watching Batman 66 show on, I think it was on ABC, but originally Fox. But um, I just remember us, you're right, we got like a value pack. We'd, we'd look at them, we'd lose them, we'd find them. And then like, I remember going to the library. You remember that? Yeah. Like picking up a, a Daredevil comic and then like a Flash comic returning I think it. I got a Green Lantern comic then. Yeah. So, I mean... I think it was, you're right, because it was the eighth grade going into ninth grade that it was a solid, um, let's get a poll put together, which comic store, because we had a lot at the time. We had Comic Town, uh, Morris Road, Comic Town, Westville. We had Laughing Ogre, still Comic Connection also. But, like, which store were we going to go to get an active poll uh, set up and pick titles and then go on a regular basis? So, I mean, I know originally we tried that. Where where do we first try it? Uh, we tried it at Comic Town Morse Road, and that was in, uh, oof, I don't know how old we were. We were probably in the third or fourth grade. Um, yeah, and our mom took us, and we're like, hey, let's just go get some new comic books. And she she told Jeff, I think he was the manager at the time, he's, she's like, I don't know anything about this. Do you remember how I brand new that store looked? Like, you walk yeah, in there, and it was like fresh carpet. And there was hardly any back issues in there. It was just like... Yeah. When it was the smaller spot, remember? Because it, it wasn't in the Video Pursuit building first. It was in that smaller building on the other side of Subway. And then Video Pursuit closed, and then they bought that spot. So That's right. I, I just am. remember, dude. Do you remember there was nothing in there but, like, new this week walls? There was, like, no back issues in there. I think that's some, um, but nothing to the extent that they have now. But yeah, I think um, once they bought the Video Pursuit building, that's when they got a, a huge selection of uh, back issues in there. But I remember mom was like, you know, hey, they don't know anything about this. Can you help them out? And we, you know, we were interested in some Spider-Man stuff. And I think the clone story just started. I remember we wanted Batman and Superman also, but it wasn't like um, it is now where you can nail it down to which week of the month your books are coming out. Because I remember going in there, but like, okay, we're here to get our comic books. But they're like, uh, you have nothing this week. 
Yeah, I think we liked Spider-Man and then we liked Batman because it was a zero hour stuff just started. Yeah. So all the zero issues were coming out. I remember that was pretty big then. But yeah, like it was probably the first significant time. But I remember as soon as we started going to um, we, we went to Laughing Over for the first time in the eighth grade. But I think we actually really went to Comic Town Westerville on Thursday nights. Yeah. Because we would hang out with dad because uh, our mom was getting piano lessons from somebody in Westerville. So we would always go to the Comic Town in Westerville like every Thursday. And do you that's remember that when... place, Mark. Which place? The Westerville Comic Town. I do. I do. I often drive past it when I come home. Yeah, I do remember it. It was that was played. Now that place was small. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was not very big at all. It was like a giant just a long like hallway practically is all it was. But yeah, we we would build our Batman movie card collection there. Um, I just remember rich. The, the Superman blue and red was big at that time. Yeah. I was like 99. Yeah. The scandal of them changing the uh, outfit of Superman. And then there was two of them. And I just remember that being pretty huge, but yeah. So eighth grade was definitely kind of the official starting point for us. And before that, like even in middle school before the eighth grade, because I remember, Rich, we would go up to Comic Town when um, Jason still lived in town. Yeah, and we would we picked up some Witchblade stuff and was into some of that, that whole stuff image, on, on. like early nine, like late nineties, like all that image stuff. Like it was, it was like top of the line, like high gloss paper, super yeah. nice books, and everybody was talking about it. And I remember we would go and we would get Glory Witchblade, anything Top Cow spawn and just sit there and draw and try to you know yep yep and it's funny because right after that after i was about eighth grade after our project as we had to become friends is when we made the club down in you guys' basement we had an rmr rich mark and rob comic book club down in their basement and the club the club started with one long box a card table, and for our project, Rich, Rob, and I had a Hulk vs. Superman poster that we put in front of the table, and we had like a fold-up lawn chair, like that was, and and, it, <laughs> and Christmas lights strung along the card table desk. That was our combat. That was the start of it. Do you remember we had that DC versus Marvel poster, and then I remember taking it to Staples to Xerox it for your guys's project. Yes, yep. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's put on that SpongeBob stuff. Yeah. It was probably like $20 just to make a color copy at that time. <laughs> and then as the years went on, it grew into an actual place to hang out. Like, I mean, you guys took the workbenches, yeah. the tool benches, and turned them into actual desks. I mean, that place, it grew as your collection grew because you guys collected more way more titles than i did i was a solid five or six titles you guys collected way more mini series and way more titles than i did and so your boxes grew to like eight or nine long boxes but you remember that do you remember like before we had all that put together in the basement i remember you coming over and we were going in our room and it was right when you walked in our room i had a little shoe box a van shoe box and i was super proud of you know it was almost full and i looked at you i was like hey mark so, hey, man. This is before this, we saw Mark's collection, right? Correct. And I was just like, hey, dude, you know, do you have more comics than this? And I just remember you going, uh, yes, I have quite a few yes. more. 
<laughs> yeah, I did. I mean, at the time, I had one full long box, and I thought that was a lot. But that's no, my... man. I thought you had like three long boxes when we first met. You had no, a lot more than we did. I had one long box, but I mean, also we were smaller then, so it seemed like you. You know what I mean? But I had one long box that was packed, that was full, and that was it. But I had one long box, and I mean, now my collection is very small compared to some people's, and especially compared to you guys's. But my that's I had one long box, that was it, and then from there is when. You guys kind of got me into DC because I was strictly Marvel at that point. But you guys are the ones that got me into DC. Like um, I remember Rob coming to my locker because Respect had came out that week because I was a huge Batgirl fan. I was a huge Lois Lane fan. So I, co- I collected that miniseries. Um, I think it was because of you guys that I started collecting Birds of Prey. Oh, you love Birds of Prey. I love Birds of Prey. I was a Black Canary, sir. I'm I'm a huge Birds of Prey fan, and that's when I got into just Justice League, just a little bit, but Justice League, like '70s Justice League, when they had the uh, Watchtower in space, like Elongated Man, and Flash was still Barry Allen. Um, So yeah. So yeah. I collected just a little bit of DC. Um, I, I believe it was the Justice League Year Ones. Remember that that twelve miniseries, and then you remember, and that's when I like just kind of got into DC just a little bit. But you guys were primarily DC, and I was mostly Marvel. Agreed. I remember us having a lot of debates about uh, what universe was. Still better. do. Still have those know. debates. That was kind of the birth of the friendship because I remember it was very much a DC versus Marvel when we did the Hulk versus Superman. So, so Mark, like, what was your key book? Like, do you remember which book that really got you into it? Obviously, it was a Marvel book. It was probably Avengers Volume 3. That's when I really got into the Avengers and what that meant. Because I didn't realize, I thought that that was, like, the first issue. But I didn't realize that that's Volume 3. You know, and so it was with George Perez and Kirk Busick. That's, like, back in 1998 is when it first started. And that's when... I realized that there was history before that volume. So there was a volume two that ran for a year. And then volume one went up to like from 1963 to 1996. And it has had like 400 or something issues. So that's when I, when I really started collecting in numerical order and understood the significance of that. So it was Avengers volume three, issue one. Heroes Reborn is what it was. What about you, Rich? What book got you into it? I just remember um, I didn't really understand the concept of collecting like more than one title because I remember the biggest whenever I think back it's always Superman 75 uh, Dan Jurgens the death of Superman and that was like everywhere it was on the news it was in magazines newspapers the internet wasn't there yet but I just remember the big bloody s and we had gotten a combo pack somewhere. I don't know if it was a toy store, or drugstore, or whatever the hell we went. But it was it had Man of Steel, Adventures of Superman, uh, just action comics, and it was the first time that I kind of found out that DC ran their story arcs through all these titles, and they used to have the little triangle on it. You remember the triangle that had the yeah. numbers? Yep. So you made sure you had all of it. Yeah, so I didn't understand the concept at first. I was like, oh, Death of Superman, I could just pick up this big bloody S. But it was, it ran through Justice League, 
And that was the first time that I really figured out that we had to actually collect more than one book. So, and then, you know, following the death of Superman, you had a whole, you know, whole year of him coming back. And then, what was it? Was it two years later or one year later where they flipped a script and did the Batman Nightfall? Um, I think it was a couple years later. Cause I, th- I want to say that was, um, 93 maybe. So it might've been right after, but yeah, they did the whole, uh, yeah. Superman nightfall. 75 was 93. Yeah. So they did the whole night fall night quest night rain. It was, it was a brilliant three part. Although I do have to say I was very disappointed in how that ended. I thought it was going to Gene Paul and uh, Bruce were going to battle it out, but it just, he just kind of folded. So that, the, the complete ending was kind of a disappointment, but I remember just loving how Bane was just outwitting Batman, which was just something you didn't see at all. He just yeah. wore him down by, you know, blowing a hole in the side of Arkham and Batman was so distracted and just slowly gets worn down and putting all the criminals back in there. And then Bane just gets him in the mansion when he least expects it. And then just watching him kind of rehab and come back was, was a, uh, it was a great story. That was definitely one of the highlights for me, but yeah, Talking about Death of Superman, I think that was the first collection of books that you and I actually read, wasn't it, Rich? Yeah, I mean... Like, together, I, right? Like, we we kind of read that together. I think we had the combo pack with... It wasn't complete. And I remember getting the graphic novel, which is, like, a huge thing now. You know, if you miss a story arc, just grab the, grab the graphic novel at the store. But it was super thick, and I remember just trying to collect all the... That was back when you actually had to flip to the back to be continued in Man of Steel, blah, 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 blah. So, like, you're like, crap, I don't even collect Man of Steel. So it was the first time that I had to actually put it together and we had to figure it out. And that was the first time that we were actually collecting as a whole instead of just one title. What was the first thing that you remember about collecting? Well, thinking back, it was actually... The obviously Batman '89 was huge, and I remember just having the action figures, like the, um, like the Riddler and uh, Penguin action figures. So I mean, that was kind of the heart of starting, because it was really that you'd mentioned kind of '89, and that was kind of a a rerun of Batmania from the '60s, right? So yep. it was like, it was um, it was just really cool to, because for us being in kindergarten when the Keaton movie came out. It was like we were living Batmania for the first time, which I thought was super cool. And I just remember that being kind of the foundation that was set. Um, And then just kind of initially loving the characters and then obviously kind of ebbing and flowing through elementary school and then just kind of grabbing on in the eighth grade and just not letting go. Um, Do you remember all the titles we collected in the eighth grade? Well, I remember Bone was pretty big for us because we met Jeff Smith because he was an Ohio native. Is The comic first got started in OSU's school newspaper, The Lantern. So we got to meet him at Laughing Ogre. He did a signing session. Um, but the thing that I loved about it was it was you could read it to your kids. It's been – I think he sold some of it to Scholastic now. Yeah, which you might know more he sold about color it. versions of it to uh, Scholastic for schools. Yeah, and I think it's a, a really cool way for – and they've, they've colored the book now, and I think it's a good entry point, actually, for some kids to get into comics. I know I've read some to Jensen, um, my oldest. He's five, and he seemed to like the story a little bit, but you know he's more into Lego Batman stuff right now. But, so, but Bone was, I think, important because it 
for me at least, and I don't know, Rich, I'm sure you have some thoughts, it really um, broadened my understanding of what comics could be because to, up to that point, it was all just superheroes and different universes and, you know, kind of that sci-fi feel. But this was kind of just a different tale. Um, it was kind of like, you know, this character that meets all these other characters kind of set in like a renaissance type time period um but it was just really cool to read that book along with just right alongside the batman supermans and even the fantastic fours and stuff so that was pretty sweet i think bone got a lot of recognition because jeff just like other artists and creators at the time was going to image and image was letting you bring your property there and i know he had his cartoon books but it was cool because he was local but he was still big time like he was showing up in the wizard magazines he was i don't know it was i I thought it was it's it was different because he he paid homage to his uh his love of the comic strip and like the newspaper which was the reason why he did it in black and white and then you know, he was. There was talks that he was going to get a movie, but he wasn't going to sell the rights to lose his property. And I, you know. yeah, because there was talks of a Disney movie for a long time, and I think it, he just eventually said, "Nope, I'm not." There was talks of a Disney movie, but he wouldn't sell the rights to him. And then there was talk that Nickelodeon was going to do a movie, but since then, it's I haven't heard anything. But yeah, yeah. interesting. I like to talk about really how Rob and I still collected comics throughout the very end of high school and into the college years. Um, I graduated from college in 2006 and then I ended up getting married and then Rob and I still collected up until about 2007. Yeah. And at that time, after high school, Mark and the, th- the basically the group, the comic club had kind of gone away and we started going in our separate directions. Um, what were you doing, Mark? I had just graduated from college and I started working for a major corporation and I ended up moving overseas to the Philippines and lived there for about three months. And when I got back, I back to the States, I continued to work and travel and just kind of doing what most 20-somethings do, just hanging out, bars, and with friends, and traveling, and weekends away, and I just kind of fell out of comic books. And so I made a major life decision and moving to New York City, and I currently live here now in Brooklyn, and I've been living here. August 1st makes nine years, and that's just kind of where my life took me in that direction. And everything about the comic club just kind of took a back seat to life. Life just kind of got in the way as we got older, but yeah, it wasn't. I mean, a... We started, uh, my wife, Kim and I, we started having kids in 2010 and there was no time for comics. Yeah. Mark, yeah. aren't you, aren't you originally from New York? I was born in Yonkers, New York. Yonkers, um, that's right. And so I moved back here in August 1st, 2010. And so I've been here ever since, and I plan on living here for the rest of my life. But I uh, comics just kind of fell to the side until I reconnected with Rich and Kim and invited them to come to New York Comic Con, which I had been three years prior. I had gone every year three years before that by myself. And so what, I did you, just, you came home to Ohio, what, for Christmas or it was yeah, just a regular for Christmas, visit? Yeah, for Christmas. 
Okay. And reconnected with Rich and Kim, and uh, we just talked for hours, and I just like, you know, you guys got to come out for New York Con, because I just explained to them, we just can't describe how awesome the event is. It's one of the biggest cons in the world. And I said, come on out. And so it was the year, it was 2015, yep. that Rich and Kim got in the car and drove out here, and the three of us just hit the con, and it's it's been our favorite weekend every year. Yeah, because, I mean, we'd been some pretty high-profile cons before that, but like just when we stepped across the threshold into the Javits Center, it was like I was stepping back in time. Like we all, I mean, just flood of memories came came to mind of all the cons that we went to, and I'm not even I'm not even shitting you. Like I got home from con and immediately went back to Laughing Ogre and started doing a poll and started collecting comics again. One of the things I remember is it was you didn't really talk specifically about Comic Con at first. You were just like, dude, we've got to get back into this. You got to go next year. And it's like, that's a huge part of what we talked about for the next year. You were just like, it's, I got to get back into this. And of course, I was finishing up grad school at the time. So I was still kind of, you know, comics were still a backseat for me. And then um, it was 2016 that I joined you in New York for Comic-Con for my first time. I think it was, what, your second time, Rich? Yes. Been and a total was... of, now we've gone four times. The first time was Mark, Kim, and I. And then the very next year, you came. And so it was the four of us. We rode a train from Cleveland all the way to New York. And then... My ass still hurts from that train ride. <laughs> But then the year after that, it was just me that met up with Mark, and then the four of us went back last year. Yep. So, I mean, we'll talk more in depth on the podcast about our con experiences and, you know, all the artists and stories that we tried to get at the cons. But I don't know. I just wanted to lay that out and explain that, you know, it's okay to stop collecting. It, it's like what we talked about at the very beginning, the ebbs and flows of collecting, but your heart's never really 100% out of it. And out of the three of us, I think I'm collecting, what, six or seven titles now. Rob, you're collecting one. Mark, are you collecting anything currently? I'm not collecting anything currently, which we can get into in another podcast as far as my pickiness. <laughs> so... Yeah, I just I just wanted to lay that out and just go to show that you can fall out of it, but the core of the three of us is still rooted in comics and our love of comics, and now we really want to share that on this podcast. Yeah, our yeah. appreciation for the comics and the artists and the, 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 the pure artistry and the stories behind these characters never goes away. No. So... Yeah, I think really the sky is the limit as to what we can kind of talk about on here. I'm looking forward to, you know, what's current in some of these books, back issues, pop culture stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to talking about some of the shows that are on, um, you know, Amazon and some of the other streaming services. Um, looking forward to having just because, I mean, the, the heart of our conversations growing up in our comic club was really not just the books and the stories, but how are, are we impacted by those stories and how is our actual culture at large impacted by those stories? So I think, you know, having these roundtable conversations on a frequent basis is really exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And as you just mentioned that, I remember in Wizard how they did castings 
for certain movies that hadn't been made yeah. yet. Do you remember that? Well, yes. Yeah, it was like, what if these people were cast as these characters? Yeah, it was cool. And the things these movies are now being made. That's incredible. Well, it was great chatting with you guys. And if anybody, you guys listening out there, if you want to reach us, please email us at heroeshomebase at gmail.com and future social media platforms to come. So stay tuned. Looking forward to talking with you guys. This is exciting. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys checking out the podcast and uh, really look forward to digging into some of our favorite books in the future. So thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening to this RMR production.